after Sunday after Super Bowl. I'm sitting here in my childhood basement recording this after the Patriots take down the Rams, score 13-3, to and what a game it was. That was an absolute blast. A great display of coaching, offensive patience, adjustments, and overall defensive effort on both sides of the ball. I, I, I understand that with a lot of people, it's just not fun to watch that brand of football. But for people like me, the nerds, I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm not going to get in here and bend your ear about why you should have liked that game and why you should not have. But it's just, I really wish people would kind of appreciate it just for what it is instead of what it was not. We have been spoiled the last few years. We've had historical Super Bowls. And that that's something we probably throw around a little too frequently. A historic Super Bowl, one for the ages. If you were to ask all the people that have watched all 53 Super Bowls, there'd be probably half of them would go down as historic. And I guess, you know, maybe that makes sense a little bit. You got the two best teams that given year, you know, squaring down. But this was a great game, just not a historical one, what we've been used to seeing the last two Super Bowls. I enjoyed this thoroughly. I understand that points and splash plays, those were absent tonight. But that's okay. I still think there was a lot to like about this game, um, even though it probably didn't appeal to the masses. So let's dive into that. Let's dive into the Super Bowl. You knew that's what you were going to get here. Only thing we can talk about here on February 4th, the day after the Super Bowl. Let's get going. All righty. What a game it was. Again, I enjoyed this quite thoroughly. But really, when it comes down to what happened yesterday night in Atlanta, it was really simple. This was Bill Belichick and his defense and what he has done for his entire tenure in New England. And that's take away what the Rams do best. And he said, you're not going to beat me on your best stuff. And the thing that makes this so continuous with the Patriots is that his defense is predicated on reacting. He has his players so well prepared upstairs, above the shoulders, This team was flying around. They were blitzing. They were covering. They were tackling. There was a, uh, I believe there was what, one force fumble? This defense was all over the place. I thought they were going to play well. They took it to another level. This was one of the greatest defensive showings in a Super Bowl that I have ever seen. And the thing about those performances is that we're not going to look back and see on the stat sheet like offense we can when there's a great game. This was a total team effort. This was Belichick at his finest. This was really why I thought it had blowout potential, but ultimately I thought the Rams would get more yards than they had and would kick more field goals and and also get a touchdown, a few touchdowns. But man, this was utter domination. And on paper, it doesn't make terribly... It's not difficult to understand. Sean McVay doesn't run a wide playbook. It's a very skinny playbook. He runs a few plays, and all of it is just differentiated based off motion and the different disruptions it gives to the defense. The thing is, when you play New England, Bill Belichick has all the keys, all the reads, stuff that goes far beyond what I understand and what probably many of us don't understand. But his players were so well prepared to just react to what the offense was doing post-snap and they adjusted 
what they normally do and play man coverage, they played 90% zone. They said, you're not going to get these man-beating coverages over the top and get those big chunk plays over the middle that generate your drives. We're not going to allow you to do that. And it's hard not to think about the Rams, the absence of Cooper Cup, because he really could have played a role in this had they had the same approach, the Patriots. Now, given if Cup was in the game, maybe they don't do this, but it's just interesting to think about. Sean McVay was put in a box yesterday. He truly was, and that's the storyline. And unfortunately, I've already read into some some other people that are explaining what happened the other night and talking about it, just other media outlets. And this is not an indictment on McVay, Goff. Can they do it? Like we, Far too much in the media is it once a failure happens, it's okay. Can he pass this test, whether it be a Super Bowl or the playoffs or win the division? Various circumstances for different coaches that we talk about. Sean McVay did not perform well under this stage last night. Neither did his quarterback and neither did the Rams at whole. And I'll get to in a minute how this is epitomized. This win epitomizes the Patriots' excellence. But the Rams failed their first test. I fully believe that they are still a great organization that is going to compete in the playoffs for at least a few more years to come. But goodness, let's not let's not let this loss define McVay or Goff. Goff was thrown off rhythm from the get-go. All his first reads were taken away. And he is a rhythm thrower. Don't get it twisted. He's not anticipation, at least not yet. In his three years, he hasn't shown great anticipation. That could change, but at the moment, this is what he was. And that's why McVay constructed this offense, simplified it, so he can succeed. The problem is, when you're going against a legend, a legend coach, a lot of times you're just not going to come out on top, and that's what happened. Other teams are going to try and replicate this, but the Rams will have more success. Bill Belichick was on full display. So was Brian Flores. So was their players. They're not talented, but man, they're disciplined. Bill Belichick doesn't always pick the most talented players. He just finds the ones that are going to listen. The one that shows the traits of coachability, dependability, fundamentals. Man, this game, this was interesting in the regard that the Patriots really showed their hidden advantages and their hidden advantages are in their coaching staff, the guys upstairs in the booth communicating down to the coaching staff, what they see the Rams doing, what they see the Patriots doing and that's wrong and how they need to fix it and what they're doing well. And they need to expose tapping down to Josh McDaniels and communicating to him and saying, Hey, the defense has got it today. This is how you need to call the game, likely. Maybe not in those words exactly, but saying, hey, this is open. We need to take our shots timely, not erratically. This was in contrast to last year's Super Bowl. The defense was not playing well. Josh McDaniels had to dial up plays that were going to get chunk yards and lead to touchdowns basically every play. This game, Josh McDaniels had to say, we got to milk the clock we got to take our shots at the most opportune time. Can't do this blindlessly. This was a great game in the fact that the coaching staff, Belichick, has his coaches all on the same page in playing complementary football. 
McVeigh pretty much he didn't have any answers. There was nothing on the table. He would have had to ask his players and his coaching staff to do something completely different, likely something they hadn't even practiced. They are strictly 11 personnel, a little bit of 12. I tweeted it out during the game. I said, hey, they should go heavy here. And there wasn't a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it on my end. Other than that, I thought they could generate a drive from inside their own 20, which that's where they were at the given time. But I pretty much said, hey, 11 personnel is not working. You're a punt, punt, punt the entire game. you got to do something different. And that's basically all they got. The Rams lost today because they weren't dynamic enough as far as plays are concerned. You give two weeks to Bill Belichick to prepare, he's going to take it away, and the Patriots' excellent was on display once again yesterday evening. Okay, let's talk about Jared Goff here in this game because he was awful overall. He, he just played terrible. He cost the Rams' offense big time, and the Rams' offensive line didn't play particularly well. The receivers didn't get separation, but Goff early on really uh, set them back and didn't give them any traction going forward. But I thought as the game went on, he showed glimpses. It ultimately wasn't enough, but he showed glimpses of getting it together. Namely, I think it was before the Patriots scored, the one in which he um, he ran out of bounds and got hit by Jonathan Jones, I was, I think it was, and they were TV was looking at it like it was close to being roughing the passer, and it just wasn't. Um, I had a little exchange with Dan Orvlosky. I believe that I may be butchering that last name, but former quarterback, he's on, he's on ESPN. He does that unbearable show in the morning um, with Mike Greenberg. Get up, get up. That's what it's called, where they just wear ugly suits and it's just barbershop talk back and forth. And I got a whole lot of respect for Orvlosky. That's why I follow him on Twitter. But he tweeted out with the golf non-roughing the passer he goes if that's Brady it's a it's a roughing the passer and I tweeted at him I was just like I don't understand why people say this there's no evidence to it if you look at the stats Brady does not draw fewer roughing the passer penalties or excuse me more roughing the passer penalties than other quarterbacks it's just statistically not there and I tweeted that at him like what what is the evidence and he said Kansas City Chiefs last week and I got back to him. I said that the level of difficulty on those calls for the referees are nowhere comparable. Yesterday night in the Super Bowl, that play is right in front of the ref. And that's why he didn't make the call, because golf was inbounds. In the Kansas City Chiefs game, the official is behind Brady, or at least at an angle, to where it's difficult to see where Chris Jones where would have been. And yes, he botched the call, but ultimately that's his call to make, and he had a bad angle on it. And those things change based on the defense alignment. So I was just, I was mad at Orvlosky for even comparing those two because they're, they're not the same. But got a high level of respect for that guy. And I'm getting off track here. Anyway, golf show glimpses of getting on track on that drive. And ultimately they punted and then the Patriots scored. And I think that the ultimate dagger, and this is the one where golf is going to have to learn in game management, that with 4.17 left, cover zero, even if you're getting blitz, I understand you got a hot read there, and that you go to Cooks, but that ball has got to be perfect for Brandon Cooks to make a acrobatic circus catch, or it has to be out of bounds. You cannot loft that ball into the air where Gilmore can come down with it. It is second and 10 from the New England 27. I, I went nuts. There was people around me. They they were asking me if I was okay. I was like, that is so stupid. 
That is not the time to make a play. You have got to say before the announce, second and 10, 27, New England, on New England's 27, given the game, the defense is playing great. This is not the time to quote unquote make a play. Oh, I was so upset by that. So upset. And then New England chewed off more clock. They kicked the field goal. And ultimately, it was over there. I thought McVay had some mismanagement on the last drive where Zerline, you know, yanked it left. Unlikely that they would have gotten 13 points, but not great there. But this was on golf. Obviously, I was going to go there with it. A lot of people are talking about it. But it just goes to show that you got to have a feel for that game. Maybe in a, another game, 417 left, it's different, and you do have to make a play. But in that situation, that ball has either got to be in the air where Cooks can come down with it and make a hell of a catch or it's out of bounds. Jared Goff, you'll learn from this. I think you're not an anticipation thrower yet. You got a lot of scheme-opened throws for you via McVay. McVay didn't have a lot of those for you because New England defense was historical last night. You got to be better than that. He really let the Rams down there on that play. All right, the halftime show. The halftime show is fucking stupid. I didn't even watch it. The Super Bowl is about football. Let's move on. Okay, good halftime talk there. Moving on to our final segment, and I think this is where I should leave it, and that's Bill Belichick. This is unbelievable, the job that he's doing, specifically with this 2018 team. He is so good at finding hidden elements that can help improve his team each year. And I won't get into the Jimmys and the Joes and who all those guys were this year. They've been well documented. But it's reminiscent of his 2013 team where he had a makeshift offensive line, depleted running back, scarcity at wide receiver. 2015, when you got Steven Jackson coming out of retirement, playing against Denver, another offensive line in shambles. Those got so far, but this one he took to the mountaintop. And it wasn't the difference being, of course, that he had a healthy team, but they just grew throughout the year. If you look at some of those early games, they did not look good. They looked horrible. And this is just, again, a testament to his greatness, his coaching staff. But most importantly, Bill Belichick's a great coach. He would have a lot of success without him. But Tom Brady, who did not play particularly well in this game. I'm not going to sing his praises. I'm not going to talk about the fourth quarter drive that ultimately won the game. While it was good, he was far from perfect in that game. But what Tom Brady does best, coachability, dependability, endorses what his coach is all about. These are just hidden things, unquantifiable things, intangibles that Tom Brady possesses that resonates with the rest of the locker room. He is of the group, not above the group as a franchise quarterback. You just don't see that often. Most guys know the weight that they carry in a locker room, Ben Roethlisberger, and they know what they can and cannot get away with. Tom Brady says, I'm going to be just like everybody else, which is exactly what Bill Belichick wants. And when you combine those forces, those two, you just get a team that's full of disciplined discipline players, fundamentals, and they can win in any way, shape, or form. It's miraculous what we're watching, and I understand people are tired of it. That's fine. If you're just tired of the same team winning, I can totally understand that. 
But if you're tired of them for another reason, I don't get it. Because they keep winning in different ways. They keep overcoming things. Injuries. Players traded. Coaches leaving. It's miraculous what we're watching. I'm enjoying it. And this isn't Patriot Pete, as a lot of people I'm afraid are probably coming to believe in me. I just like good football. I enjoy watching high-quality football every single night or every time that it's on. Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Saturdays late in the year. This is fun to watch. This is high-level football that I'll never get tired of. And no matter who's playing, I'll always watch it. We were at the benefit of watching yet another great team, two good teams, play yesterday. And I thoroughly enjoyed that Super Bowl. I hope you did too. And hopefully there's just more to come. Okay, guys, let's wrap up here. Just had to give you my Super Bowl thoughts. Too much going through my mind. Had to get it out all to you guys. Good news, everyone. We are on iTunes. Apple, I never doubted them for a minute. I knew they would get it done. We are on iTunes. All you got to do, search the show, the podcast. That's a four, not a C. Or my name, Pete4C. And uh, it'll pop right up there. You can subscribe. I'd love you if you did that. If you leave a five-star review, I'll love you even more. And each and every week, I'll just drop right into your phone. You'll see it right there. And uh, we can share some sports talk with each other. Additionally, throw me your comments at Pete4C. Twitter, Instagram, Snap, whatever, man. Let me know what you're thinking. I want to know what's going on. What am I missing here that I'm talking and giving all to you guys? Thanks so much for listening to Episode 4. We're going to be back Friday. Football season may be over, but the pod marches on. We'll be giving you content this Friday. Look out for it. Enjoy the rest of your week.